0: So for this uh, institute, it was a very important time also to show what's going on in Finland. We had booked three months, but very quickly they asked for a longer time. And then again, a second time. So the exhibition went around.
1: This photography podcast is brought to you by Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. Here is your today's host, W. Scott Olsen, with another fascinating conversation. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another podcast from Frames Magazine. My name is Scott Olson and today we are going to do something we haven't done before. We're going to talk about exhibitions. We're going to talk about displaying your work. We're going to talk about all the decisions and all the thought that goes into presenting your work in a variety of venues to the public. We are talking with Tua Rahikainen, who is a magnificent designer and photographer. I had the good fortune a short while ago to write a review of her book, Helsinki, Through the Eyes of a Designer. And I think designers and photographers are absolute siblings. I mean, everything about our worlds seem to match, even though we are expressing them sometimes uh, in different ways. Tua, how are you doing today? How's life over in Finland this afternoon?
0: Well, it was unusually warm. And my afternoon was very nice. We went with a group of photographers to different galleries. We try to do it once a month. Are there a lot of galleries in Helsinki? Yes, we have a lot. Oh, man, I'm jealous. And uh, one, one, I think we have David Lynch now showing his photos.
1: Very, very cool. I'm, I'm jealous for a number of reasons. You said it's a nice afternoon. Over here in North Dakota, we have ice hanging from the trees. Winter has arrived. It's cold. So n- now we're settling in for the difficult part of the year.
0: <laughs> yes. Now we, we are still waiting for it.
1: Oh, man. Okay, you are a designer, and and you made your your mark as a fur designer, but you are also a photographer. So, for the people that don't know you or don't know your work, bring us up to speed. How did you get into design? How did you get into fur design? And what in the world does that have to do with photography?
0: (laughs) Well, I decided not to become a member of uh, our fur family uh, company, I wanted to de- uh, to study interior mm-hmm. and still it's very close to my heart but then uh, when I went to the entrance test for, for for my school which is a really good art school or design school I noticed in those years before uh, computer area it meant I should sit with a ruler and measure millimeters and make drawings of a uh, for instance, furniture, and uh, it, it was not for me. So when one one client suggested that I should um, try to enter the the fashion uh, section in the same school, and so I did, and uh, suddenly I found myself working with my family, and uh, that pr- produced fur coats. Mm-hmm. And got, at one point, a rather nice name. So I've had clients from all over the world. And um, in the beginning, I designed very new items and uh, very unusual. Fur is normally very uh, pompous, very um, expensive looking. I made design for very young people. And I got... uh, I got to learn that we must do a good marketing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started to to have photos made on my first, used the very best photographers. And I always was present when the photos were taken in the studios. And I understood this is something I don't know anything about. So I started to read books about photography and at one point, I, I took my first workshop, and that's how everything started.
1: That is that is really, really interesting. With fashion, with furs, you're really going for a visual appeal, right? You're, you're looking for something that looks somehow attractive and compelling. Is that right?
0: Yes, absolutely. And uh, one question I often got is, from where do you get your ideas Mm -hmm. And I would say, we have so much in common with photography. So I would say the same thing. If somebody asks, how how, how do I learn about photography? I used to go to films. I read books. I read um, tutorials about uh, fashion. And uh, I read uh, later on about photography. And Mm -hmm. it became like a mixture in my head and what came out was my own design.
1: Absolutely wonderful. You know, again, thinking of the of the parallels between the, the work in fashion and the work in photography, and and we should point out that your photography is not necessarily fashion photography. You haven't got, you know, models walking up and down a runway or, or posing in uh, unusual situations. When you're designing the furs, you said you were designing for young people. So, does design or is design really directed at a specific audience
0: no 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 absolutely not in my my career started with this young looking it was the fashion of mini skirts and very very short uh, clothing Mm -hmm. Like, there were very famous uh, designers in in London, Mary Quant, and André Courage in Paris, and they introduced a very young-looking fashion. Before that, it was the mothers or or the grandmothers who wore furs. So I introduced those new ideas into our field, and uh, I used zips or press buttons, and things that uh, never had been used before. Oh, man.
1: So you start taking pictures, and the pictures are pretty good. As, as a matter of fact, they are tremendously good. Oh, thank you. But now, you know, like so many of us, you get a number of photographs. You have a portfolio. How do you go about making sense of you know, a whole portfolio of photographs for an exhibition?
0: Well, it's a very big job. As I already in the 80s started to, to join my photo clubs, club uh, first one and now today uh, two, two clubs. And uh, it means I have a tremendously amount of photos. It's actually very, very tiring to go through all my hard drives. <laughs> and two hard drives are now broken. So lucky you and me today, I did not get access to the photos from there. It's oh really one of the first jobs preparing an exhibition is to mm-hmm. choose the, the pictures. And at once I would say a theme would be good, not to be like a new artist, whether it's photography or painting. You you want to show that I'm good at uh, portraits, I'm good at at the uh, landscapes, I do a little bit of everything. Even right. if all of us do it, but for an exhibition, it's better to, to really break it down into a small, smaller group. And still there is a big choice.
1: With with your work, do you recognize a theme or an idea, put it together, and then approach a gallery? Does a gallery approach you saying, hey, I've seen your work, what have you got? T- tell me the very beginning of any show, whether it's a formal gallery or a pop-up. W- where, where is the first conversation held?
0: Well, I, I don't remember that anybody had asked me for my exhibitions. <laughs> <laughs> and that's very good for people to to know quite recently there was somebody in France I think last week who had been asked for participating in uh, mm-hmm. in uh, an exhibition which was like this uh, now that I see in front of me the picture of an uh, um, electric pole and it was uh, for Lisbon convention in uh, Torino in, mm-hmm. in Italy and Not that either was something uh, somebody had asked me for. I just read about it, and the first prize would have been a trip to Torino. I was among the 100 exhibited. I think I was number four. But it was not enough for getting that that uh, (laughs) trip to Torino. But uh, I learned a little bit. I learned a lot Mm -hmm. about it.
1: So, so there is the thing where we respond to a call for exhibitions, but you know, you've, you've got exhibitions all over the place. Tell me about Gumbo Strand. Tell me about this wonderful pop-up exhibit that you have.
0: That's the very last one. And I'm, extremely surprised myself that I was accepted. I had another exhibition earlier in the same gallery. And Mm -hmm. that's, again, one thing which has helped me a lot. When you once have showed that you are very serious, you are very punctual, you promise, uh, you keep your promises, uh, now I'm I'm very unhappy because it's over and I should go (laughs) and, and pick up the photos Um, my car hasn't got winter tires and uh, it's in a very slippery road after a very slippery road in the beautiful countryside. And I really don't want to go there before I get my winter tires.
1: Well, you know, I, I think one of the things that gallery owners don't understand is that once they put up our exhibit, they should stay up forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you no, know, but 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 tell me about. I mean, a pop-up exhibit is substantially different than other kinds. So tell me how you go about approaching selection of photographs, printing of photographs, ordering photographs when you know it's going to be that kind of an exhibit.
0: Well, this pop-up was offered to me as an almost uh, an accident, I went to see this extremely wonderful gallery. And uh, I always go and see their openings because I'm on their uh, invitation list. And I went once uh, in spring and I said just uh, like uh, some, not even thinking of an exhibition, I said, oh, I have again photos for, an exhibition called Helsinki through the eyes of a designer, but new ones, not those which were exhibited exactly 10 years ago. And then the um, curator there said, oh, actually it would be interesting. So I thought, well, she had just been telling that they have a two years list and more than, uh, was it 100 people uh, wanting to exhibit. And, uh, then she she contacted me uh, just a few weeks later and said, if you're interested, we have this new pop-up um, possibility. And I said at once, yes, yes, I'm not getting younger, so I must be quick <laughs> and do what I want to do now. And uh, I didn't even understand what is this pop-up. It meant it's not having the opening party, where the curators speak about all the exhibitors and we stand with a glass in our hands and um, are more interested in the people visiting the place. So my uh, exhibition, this Pop-Up uh, exhibition, opened uh, one week before an official opening without mm-hmm. any fuss. It was just hang- The pictures were just hanging and um, it also closes in an odd uh, time, so it, it was fine with me. I am not very interested in standing and and looking at uh, the audience and uh, <laughs> and giving some speech. How thankful I am mm-hmm. that I was accepted. And uh, it, it, the, the area is very small. There were only two small walls, Um, but they are, when you enter the the space and you go with your um, garments, your coats, you pass these two walls. They are next to each other on both sides. And uh, so you you automatically have a glimpse on the photos. And it was fine with me.
1: I'm looking at one of the images that images that you sent me, uh, which is titled planning. And it's the it's the images for this show, but they're all laid out on the floor on construction paper. So tell me. okay. so, you know, the space you're going into. Tell me how that influences your selection of photographs, the order of the photographs. Once you know where you're going, how do you put the show together?
0: Yes exactly that's a good question because I didn't know myself I just uh, copied the pictures I liked myself and it's very difficult because I have much more and of course I like my pictures otherwise I would never take a picture so to say to to choose is always difficult but uh, that's what helped me is to put them on the floor and um, I had r- the exact measurement of the wall. And you don't see the whole uh, a roll of paper. You d- you just see a part of it. It's, it was much bigger. There's another one with black photos uh, called People, was that exhibition. And I did the same thing. I put it on my wall. And then uh, you, I could see which photos do I want to have n- next to each other. And in this particular pop-up exhibition, I um, noticed when I put them on the floor that, hey, I have some that somehow are having the very same color. So I will do an unusual hanging with pictures uh, vertically to be seen. So there were always three pictures somehow with the same colors, There might be three photos, one of uh, our nouveau building and one with a very new building. Mm -hmm. But they had some colors that bind them together. And uh, unfortunately, the space was so small that they are now almost uh, touching each other. And if I can, I will next time hang them with space between the three pictures. So three pictures, then space, then again, three pictures. And the idea is to look at all three vertically.
1: Let's take just a quick break. We hope very much that you are enjoying today's episode. The very fact that you are listening to this podcast suggests that photography means a lot to you. And if that's the case, you might wanna have a look at Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. We truly believe that excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit readframes.com to find out more about our publication. And now, back to today's conversation. This is important stuff because in museums and formal galleries, generally one of the curators there is going to decide what display pattern and and order and that kind of stuff. And in the non-traditional spaces, you know, it's our job to do the, the exhibition design as well as the photography. Looking at, at your, your pop-up work, I'm also looking at a display you've got in a library of very large photographs that are behind glass. Was, was putting that show together substantially different than putting the pop-up show together?
0: It was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> really, I always remember it.
1: <laughs> okay, well, you have to tell me that story.
0: Yeah, well, I, I have one headline when I made um, a mind map and the headline, most of the time something goes wrong. And and with that uh, exhibition, uh, I had first problem was how, how to get the pictures to, to Sweden. And uh, I had planned to bring them myself, but my car was not functioning. It's very easy to go from Finland to Sweden. Mm -hmm. I went alone uh, because um, Mm -hmm. the first time I hadn't needed, first time I was in the same space, that time I had an assistant with me. But now this um, in this glass conservatory, as they call it, they um, there was no help for me except um, suddenly there was one um, apprentice from finland who showed up she was a finn working for some months for her um, graduation she was planning to become some event producer Mm -hmm. so she was there and uh, we were hanging we were looking at our pictures and I had seen, I had gone there before, and I knew there is a wind, so it means the picture will swing from right to left, and also the metal beams are so deep, so how how will the photos be hanging without swimming? Swing swimming, mm-hmm. swinging, not swimming. <laughs> 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 and uh, so, but she was so clever; she produced small boxes of the same material, which was, we call it kappa. I don't know if you know that material for yeah. um, pictures. It's mm-hmm. uh, rather thick and very light, and uh, it's easy to cut. So she cut small um, blocks of, of that same kappa, which she uh, fortunately had in stock, or the, the, this um, gallery, had in stock. And then she used double-sided tape, Scotch tape or special tape. And one part of the block was attached to the photo and the other to the window. So they were not swimming (laughs) and not swinging.
1: Yeah. But was your selection of photographs different because of the space you were going into? Was the order of the photographs different?
0: The order was not the big issue, but how to make them right size, because Mm -hmm. the space between the metal beams was not very big, and I had very many horizontal pictures. So a friend of mine, my mentor, who died two years ago at the age of 98, he has been giving me a lot of good advices. He said, oh, I said, I, my pictures must be very small because the space it, is not that wide. So he said, why don't you put them on the same board, one under the other? So they're all, they're, most of the pictures were two with a small bar between. And uh, if you look thoroughly, you see the bars are always different color. And the colors is something in the photos,
1: do you reprint your images for each gallery or each no, um, display? No, absolutely not.
0: Okay. So this, this uh, particular exhibition has been shown in many places, and in, in some places, they are too big, and uh, in others, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, But of course, I didn't um, suggest them to a place where they wouldn't fit in with that size. I would Aww. say it's too expensive these were made in Estonia. Uh, I have a very oh, good okay. contact there. And uh, I went even as I always do, I went as I went to this gallery beforehand and I also went to see the print uh, result before they were shipped to Sweden, which was a wonderful uh, invention. I I must brag a little bit because I thought it would cost much tr- money and and um, efforts to take my pictures back to Finland and as I've seen them in Estonia I knew they were good so I suggested for the gallery which is a Finland we call it Finland Institute we have several in Europe of Finland Institutes and they pay the cost of shipping So I said, why do we now spend money on shipping them back to Finland and then from Finland to Sweden? I suggest I ask the man in Estonia to send them directly to you. And that was a super good idea. (laughs) And when I came, uh, when they were unpacked in front of me, I I would never have been able to pack that beautifully.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. I'm looking at one of the images you sent me, and, and, and forgive my pronunciation here, but is it the Jugend Cafe? Jugend Cafe? Yes. How, how do you say that?
0: It's Jugend Cafe. Okay. It's a space which has been known as a gallery for photos. But when I was accepted there, which was a lucky thing, the woman who was in charge of the cafe, which has just been opening of some year ago, after this well-known photo gallery. And uh, I asked her, oh, what do you say? I have uh, pictures, uh, Helsinki pictures. Uh, Do you think I could exhibit them in this cafe? And she said, yes. And I thought, this is unbelievably easy. uh, (laughs) Yes. yes. She lives in my house, so I met her outside the house, and we always used to chat a little bit. And then... um, Uh, I went there to this place, and there's a wonderful round area at the end of the cafe, but Mm -hmm. extremely badly lit. And um, she herself, she went away uh, abroad when there was somebody who was supposed to be very capable of uh, helping. And I told Mm -hmm. her, you have to do something for these lights because they are all half of them are not functioning. She said, yes, yes, yes. And during my whole exhibition time, they were never changed. And and that's not first time.
1: Well, no, I'm I'm looking at the picture here. They they, they do not look badly lit in the image of your exposition uh, with that couple sitting at the table there. It it seems like there is some very nice uh, spot, you know, lighting from the ceiling there. So I guess... That, that That's that's not the case?
0: Yes some, of, yes, some of them function. But you see, there's one reason why the light cannot be very, very strong, because it's a protected uh, space. And Jugend means "are Nouveau. So it's mm-hmm. the beginning of last century, 1900-something, some, very old building.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the paintings are very famous.
1: The oh yeah the the mural above the art space is is wonderful. Yes,
0: exactly. So the light might, might not be too strong.
1: In in this image I'm struck by the fact that there it, this is a big open area. I mean you can view the artwork from, you know, many feet away. And there there might be, you know, people eating between you and the artwork, but still there's a lot of space. This is very different than the hallway you were describing earlier that was very compact and tight. Does does that affect your sense of design and, and how you're going to put the images together?
0: Yeah. Of course, uh, I must be aware of the space, and um, like this pop-up, I made these prints myself. Mm-hmm. And if you see a row with black uh, photos from an exhibition on my f- wall floor again, I called it "People," and I made those also. Depends if it's a very modest place, I wouldn't pay for I. And I wouldn't ask even for scholarship. For the Helsinki exhibition, I got the scholarship. Mm -hmm. And uh, so for now, back to your question, the last uh, Helsinki exhibition, which just ended, I made the prints myself. And uh, we have uh, in my club uh, very good equipments and the latest Lightroom uh, version. So I had all possibilities to do a good printing job.
1: So, so many photographers are really getting into printing as well and, and wanting to uh, have a little bit more familiarity, a little bit more control over that process. It's beyond me at the moment, but I'm I really admire the people that, you know, take their work from the minute the shutter release is pressed all the way through the framing. That That's admirable stuff. Tell me a story of an exhibit that you are just insanely proud of.
0: I would say this first Helsinki exhibition, but because um, that was such a big thing to get a really nice gallery. There mm-hmm. are many pictures from that same place, and you see there are steps up into the conservatory, and mm-hmm. I had pictures on the walls, and uh, and this uh, stress to get the um, pictures from swimming to the both sides mm-hmm. that was really an agony and um, so i think when you have the all these problems and you overcome them then it they make me think it was a special exhibition and you see it has been uh, pro- uh, prolonged it came back to finland next month but they asked in sweden if they could have that c- exhibition until spring, and it was booked for December. So they were so happy they knew about this difficult space, (laughs) and they saw how how it had been uh, successfully hanging. Uh, But I had promised um, it to go to this Jugendcafé, this Mm -hmm. uh, Nouveau Café, and also another place where I have been twice, which is Café Alto. And the yes. auto comes from the famous uh, architect, Alvar Alto. So it's a very popular cafe, and uh, it's top floor above a bookstore called Academic Bookstore. Mm-hmm. And um, there, the pictures were too big, so I couldn't uh, show even half of the amount. So I have just to cut it down to a smaller amount. And some of my friends said, oh, they are too big there. But in the um, Jugendcafé, the size was perfect. And then they were going uh, in spring, uh, they were going to Estonia to the um, Finland Institute again. It's a good connection because they pay all the freights. And they wanted, as it had been the year when Finland got the honor of being chosen, World Design Capital. So for this uh, institute, it was a very important time also to show what's going on in Finland. We had booked three months, but very quickly they asked for a longer time. And then again, a second time. So the exhibition went around in Estonia, Many times to libraries, a few times to some galleries, but for a whole year.
1: Are you always there for an installation? When a show opens, are you always there to make sure it's, it's the way you want it?
0: No, not in Estonia. And this kappa is a very fragile material. So when they came back, I was not surprised that I needed to ask for a new grant or, or um Money to restore them and made new copies, and I got uh, enough to to replace the the worst cases. so I don't know if some children in the schools or the libraries, some helpers had packed them very badly
1: <laughs> so so for for somebody that that you know maybe has not had an exhibition yet but has a body of work they think makes a good show. What, what is your, you know, advice to somebody just, just coming out of the gate?
0: I, I would say go to the places where you have seen nice exhibitions and ask them, do you have time and when do you have? And, uh, uh, there's only two ways of getting an answer. One is yes and, or, or no. And um, if you go and ask in cafes, they're very happy to have something going on in their cafes. And um, I have had a shop or several shops, uh, the most beautiful shop I lost during the depression in all the world, 1993. I lost it. That's a pity. That was such a shop where I couldn't hang any photos because it was so perfectly Uh, designed that there were no space for a photo so but when i had to move away to a more modest place i uh, had very very often my own photos hanging there so that's one place you can also go i've seen in interior shops in in rome lovely photos and uh, so there are so many places, and always when there is some organization like this Finland Institute, but they might be in, in small town, some Rotary Club or whatever, and they have events now and then. So go and ask them. But uh, remember, don't accept something which is very short-term. Always to make the copies cost at least your your own efforts and often money, or always money, I mean, mm-hmm. in my case too, and there are never a very big amount of viewers. And if they go to a cafe or they go to a restaurant, the main target for these people entering the doors is what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or whom will I meet? Your photos will seldom be the most important thing when you open the door. So be aware of it. Don't become disappointed.
1: No, but then then you sit down to have your meal or your cup of coffee and you spend half an hour looking at the artwork versus, you know, three or four minutes in a gallery where you're walking one to the next to the next. Well, um, that's I, I, Yeah, I, I have, you know, um, had my work up in coffee shops and as well as museums and many, many more people see them in the coffee shops than anywhere else. uh, Tua, this has been wonderful. Your work is remarkable work. Your gallery exhibitions, your pop-up exhibitions I think are inspiring for all of us. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Nice talking to you. Frames. Because excellent photography
1: belongs on paper. Visit us at www.readframes.com